0: following is not for children. The opinions expressed do not reflect the views of the folks at the Slaughtered Lamb. Beware the moon. Beware the two
1: dudes.
2: Welcome, everyone, to Two Dudes, One Double Feature, the show in which two dudes talk two films, and that is about it. I am Dude One, Richard. And I am Dude Two, Joe. And today is the start of our Halloween extravaganzas, which means, like we did last year, the next bunch of episodes all through October, we're going to be talking about nothing but some spooky movies, and we're going to have a lot of fun. And we might even have some special guests show up, so stay tuned for that. And of course, we have a whole brand new radio drama, which you guys, by this point, should already know, because it was in the last episode, but um, either way, this is the official start and it's very exciting, uh, but before we get into this week's double feature, I always I always gotta ask this, how you doing?
0: You're asking, uh, you're talking to me?
2: Oh, no, I was, I was talking to my um, Boba Fett figure that's hanging in front of me.
0: Oh, how's that working out for you?
2: Um, he's nodding, so I'm a little creeped out. So, <laughs> I, I don't know why I purchased him now. Alright, alright. This is, is going to be like small soldiers. He breaks out of it and he's going to try to kill me. I guess it's appropriate for this time of year. <laughs> 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 but no, you, you sir, do too, Joey DeAngelis. How are you?
0: <laughs> I'm alright, uh... <laughs> you know, sorry, to, I didn't mean to make you do a spit take, but
2: <laughs> almost, 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 it was okay.
0: Close. No, I'm doing all right. I, what am I been doing? Just working, you know, today I had the day off, so I'm glad we were able to record and we were able to watch the, this week's double feature. Just as a note, we actually watched it as a double feature
2: for once. Yeah. For once. We never <laughs> do
0: it that never happens, so that's kind of exciting. I've been watching some of my, my uh my arrow blu rays lately. Uh particularly Dune. I've been listening to the commentary track for David Lynch's Dune, which has been interesting and insightful. I don't love the movie particularly, but it's still, you know, just a fascinating <laughs> production, honestly.
2: Sometimes movies like that you just really sort of like you might not like the movie but you're just like you just wonder how this i think that's probably why people talk a lot about like the justice league stuff
0: it's fascinating like sometimes like a disaster or something that doesn't go the way you plan is really interesting especially from a behind the scenes standpoint and uh i also got this other arrow set uh the sam Katzman like cold war science fiction movies produced some like low budget movies the one that i really wanted to get was this one where if you know what it is, you really know what it is. Uh, the giant claw, which mm-hmm. is uh, a delightfully just bad, de- a, a monster that a lot of people consider to have a not a great design, but it is memorable. So mm-hmm. in some ways, I don't think it's bad. It's just like you'll never forget it once you see it.
2: Is it just a giant claw or like what's, uh, uh, I don't All
0: I'll say, as they say in the movie, it's as big as a battleship.
2: All right. And just
0: keep, like, the other thing is, like, they were, they thought they were going to see, like, Ray Harryhausen level special effects. And we all know how much we like Ray Harryhausen, his special effects. And, yes, we'll just say is that's not what they got um, when, when when they saw this. But there's also other movies, too. There's, like, a were- movie called The Werewolf that I thought was a really interesting movie. I still got to watch, um, I think it's Creature with the Adam Brain or something like that. There's, like, a, there's two other mm. ones in there. And there's a couple. You know, commentaries and bonus features. It's a really, really nice box set. Arrow, let me tell you, like, they've probably been my favorite, um, my favorite disc distributor, b- like, boutique label for the last, like, couple months. And I'm going to get into it, especially mm-hmm. with this week's episode in the second half. But, um, enough about my Arrow escapades. How about, how are you doing?
2: Uh, um, I've had a lot happen to me recently. Um, which is funny because, like, you know, I, I, it sort of made me think about how when we started doing the show and just how often we would talk because we were just trying to, like, make sure the other wasn't going crazy. Right. <laughs> so it's, like, recently it, because, you know, we just get busy at times, so it just isn't as much of a communication. So uh, I'm like, I haven't talked to Joey in a while. A lot has happened. <laughs> I, I need to tell him about all this nonsense that's happened. Um, like, for, for, for instance... Um, someone at my work got assaulted. So that's, that was a whole thing. You, are um, I don't to talk about that on here. I'm just, uh, vaguely, I'm going to talk about it, but okay. that's pretty much all I'm going to say. Honestly, like cops were involved. We closed early. It was a whole thing. Yeah. Um, so that happened. That was a whole thing. And I was there that night, so I didn't see it, but it was, I was there. And then, uh, the other thing that happened to me, um, so for those of you, who uh, are just tuning in, who have only just started listening to the show, you might not know, but I have sleep apnea, so I need a CPAP machine to sleep at night so I can breathe, because my brain otherwise would just fail to tell me to breathe at night, and I could possibly suffocate and die. So, you know, it helps to have that. Um, And recently I found out, and this was, I guess they'd done this a while ago, but recently I found out that Philips, who developed my machine that I use did a massive recall because of a uh, particular thing in the machine that produces like a foam or some sort that like disintegrates and then can go into your body when you're breathing in the stuff at night and could cause some really serious health problems like cancers and stuff. Like mm. it's it's bad. So they've recalled a bunch of machines. My, unfortunately, uh, my machine was one of those. Um, things and I've been using it for over a year now. So, but I don't feel bad. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. Um, but at this point I definitely don't want to keep using it. So, uh, Monday I was literally calling so many people and they were passing me to so many other people because like I called like the medical supplier and, and they said we can't do anything, and so they were like, "Call Phillips direct," and Phillips was like, "Okay, we'll register your machine, and we'll get you a new one whenever we can, you know, develop a new one uh, without this particular, you know, defect." And so I don't know when that's going to happen. Then they said, "Call the doctor and see what they say about you continuing to use it." Then the doctor said, "Call your insurance." which the insurance said, call these two other places and see if you can get a new machine. These two other places didn't even deal with machines. So I'm going on this whole dead end. So having to call back my insurance and then call my doctor. So this is essentially how it all plays out. And then the end result is that I have my machine registered with Philips. So whenever they make a new one that they can take mine away and then give me the new one. Um, I have a new prescription set up with my doctor and so whenever that goes through i can get a new machine and hopefully my insurance pays for it which they should Mm -hmm. especially for this situation yes and i have at this point because i still have only my old machine i have a filter that lasts a month that it's like connected between the two hoses that go from the machine to the mask that i wear on my face at night so i have this filter that blocks It's a quick fix, essentially, but it blocks whatever is coming out of the machine and going into my body, if that's what's happening with my machine. Right. So essentially, I have this thing connected and I have two of them. So I have two months of, you know, working machine at this point while also waiting for all these other things to happen. So I'm in a weird limbo situation, but at least I can still use it. Safely with this with this filter on it for the short time being. So that that's been <laughs> it's, it's a lot. It's a lot's going on. But in a, in a more positive thing, and I and I just want to take this opportunity in a more positive light to uh, mention this. And I I, I don't want to talk about it too much because I do want to get it on the show at some point, as Joey knows, and he'll know once I've mentioned it. But everybody, go watch Malignant. I love this movie. It was so fun when I watched it. It's on HBO Max for nine more days from this point. um, Because it'll be October 1st when this episode airs. So you got nine more days till it goes. And if you feel comfortable, go see it in the theater. It's so fun. It's so campy and intentionally campy and ridiculous. And I love it so much. That's all I'm going to say on that. So that's what's been going on with me. But anyway, away from all that um we got some we got some spooky movies to kick off for our halloween uh extravaganzas here on two dudes and what is our first movie due to
0: our first movie definitely falls more into the spooky territory than at least for our modern standards actually scary yes but the first movie it's a classic it's celebrating its 80th birthday this year we're recording this uh 2021 happy birthday 1941's The Wolf Man. Richie might want to get that checked out. It sounds like there's a wolf in your room. No, it's just my dog. I oh, don't know. I've heard your dog
2: before when <laughs> I, mean, I edit the show, and it does not sound like her. <laughs> no, she sometimes she howls. I don't know. Wait, she's not here. Uh oh. This is surprising. You know what that made me think of? what you haven't done this in a while whenever you'd like make a noise and then i would just go ah! <laughs> 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 like it's been a while uh, it has well wow. uh but yeah so the wolfman
0: <laughs> the wolfman 1941's you know horror classic one of those you know just a great Ameri- not just a great american you know horror movie just a great american movie at least in my opinion my opinion's all that matters right now to me <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh i see how it is all right fine i'm out all right no. i'm leaving here i go i am right. now far away you
0: really right, I'm don't back this is the least convincing like far away noise because you really do not well at least to me because you're carrying the mic with with you so you're still talking to me as you're going away <laughs>
2: Uh it'll sound better in the recording I think. <laughs> it, it, you're probably right.
0: Uh the Wolfman, you know, this is it's 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 a classic. There have been werewolf movies before. Universal made uh werewolf movies before this one. They made uh Werewolf in London mm-hmm. uh with Henry uh Henry Hull which is not the best movie. It's it's an it's a good werewolf. There's a good transformation in that movie for its time. But this is this one's definitely the really iconic one. This is the one that crosses over with everything it has the first it actually it's it's direct sequel is a crossover frankenstein meets the wolfman uh which is you know that changed the game but this movie you know it really sort of does like sort of establish that werewolf like lore basically and pretty much is lycanthropy lycanthropy you know it, it really is the the standard when it comes to you know werewolf movies at least as far as like older films Are concerned, But of course, this movie, put in perspective, so a lot of the other Universal monster movies have been in the early 30s that we talked about on this show. You know, like Bride of Frankenstein being like 1935, and that was towards the end of when the Lemleys controlled Universal. This was after. And, you know, later in the late 30s, Universal re-released Frankenstein and Dracula, and it was massively successful. And then they decided to make Son of Frankenstein, which had Lugosi and Karloff in that movie. Very successful movie. Also, a really great sequel if you've never seen it. Um, it's the movie that has Igor. It's the first appearance of Igor, spelled with a Y. Uh, you know, in case you're familiar with that uh, character archetype. And, you know, Lon Chaney Jr. I don't know. Have we? we I don't think we've ever talked about Lon Cheney Jr. on this show. At least as a specific star on this show, anyway.
2: I don't think we've had a movie... I think maybe you've talked about him from like something you've picked up, maybe, if would be my guess, but I don't think we've actually had a movie on the show with him in it yet, until now.
0: Yeah, so Lon Chaney Jr., we've talked about his dad on the show. His dad was, of course, the great man of a thousand, thousand faces, Lon Chaney Sr.
2: Yeah, Yeah. We. it was in the episode with the Red Shoes.
0: The episode with the Red Shoes, and that was an early, early uh, universal horror movie before they were just, like, you know, churning them out. Like, like they were in the 30s and 40s. Because before then, they did uh, Hunchback with Cheney Sr. and did the makeup on those, performed in those, was very good in those. And then Cheney Sr. died at a young age. He was in his 40s um, when he died, I believe, of throat cancer in 1930. And, um, you know, Lon Cheney Jr. became an actor. His, his, his name was not Lon Cheney Jr. Uh, he was Creighton Cheney. And it's kind of like a sort of like a studio thing where it's like Lon Chaney Jr. And sometimes you see him discredited as like Lon Chaney, in, in sometimes. Mm-hmm. But Chaney Jr. Is, has an interesting career because he's one of the o- I think he's the one of the only actors who's played like basically all of the truly classic Universal monsters because he's played the Wolfman, of course. He played Frankenstein's yeah. monster. He played Dracula, <laughs> and He's he played the mummy in a couple movies, but mostly, of course, he's most famous, most famous for playing Larry Talbot, the Wolfman. I wanted to start off with Lon Chaney Jr. because, you know, when people talk about the Universal Monsters, people talk about how great, like, Lugosi is, and how great Karloff is, and we, I think we've talked about at least both of them at some point, definitely Karloff.
2: Yeah, we talked about Karloff for sure.
0: And they're both great actors, but Cheney Jr. I think is one that kind of, as far as actors go, gets left out. And I think a lot of that's because he's played the Wolfman a lot. But <laughs> I think I actually think he's a really, really good actor, and he he really he sells, especially the tortured part of his character. Like he really sells the hell out of like this guy. He's just outside of his stand, social standing. He's just a regular guy that this this shit happens to.
2: Yeah, he's um. He's just some random schmo, really. He's not like, he's not like, um, I think you were telling me this when we were watching it, like, you know, Dracula is, you know, he's a vampire, and, but he's like sort of aristocratic European, like, you know, I'm going to drink your blood. ha 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 ha. Like it <laughs> <he> doesn't that's <laughs> doesn't he doesn't say that at all, but you know, no, no. <laughs> <The> <laughs> I like. That's good touch. <laughs> I mean, everyone else goes bleh bleh bleh. I thought I'd change it. <laughs> yeah. it's very. I think I laughed with my uvula. is how that worked. And then Frankenstein, obviously, the mo- Frankenstein's monster is like seven different people like connected into like one being essentially. But then, like the Wolf Man, is just some random guy that um peeps on a woman and gets his comeuppance when he gets bit by a wolf. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think he also plays that part of it well too, where he's kind of where he's kinda of like like a wolf, you know, like hey Yeah now uh, he I'm going going after the lady. He
2: he does he does kinda he does kinda do that pretty well. Um he has a great smile. Like I kept looking at his teeth. I'm like his te- like I don't know if that like, like he had some work done, but his teeth are fantastic.
0: <laughs> you could really see it on the Blu Ray.
2: <laughs> like you see it on the Blu Ray, like I almost don't believe like his teeth like are have any color on it. I think they're just pure white. Yeah, <laughs> like he just had like a great dentist and was just like like that perfect smile. I don't know what it is, but he is very charming in the movie, even if he does come off a little strong. But you know from like. Modern standards, I guess.
0: I mean, especially from modern standards, but I also feel like that works to the story's advantage because like thematically mm. it's, it makes it kind of intrigue makes it kind of intriguing that this guy who is kind of a wolf becomes a wolf, <laughs> even though that's definitely not the main point of the movie, <laughs> <laughs>
2: but like you could definitely see it more like that, especially from like our current eyeballs with like yes. our modern understanding of things. Cause like I'm sure back then they were like oh look at this charming guy, you know nice suit, slicked back hair, wonderful hat, you know he's he's going after the lady as all the men should do, and then you get sad because he gets bit by a wolf. But then like in our perspective, it's probably more like he's a bit he, he's he's a bit uh he's a bit wolf like already. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So maybe he deserved it. I don't know.
0: But he <laughs> he pulls it off I think very well and. Like when you watch him in the sequels, mm. he is so good in the other like spinoffs. Like in, I think it's House of Dracula where he finally gets like cured. Of course, he comes back for Abdicastelmi Frankenstein. And even in that movie, he's like the, the these all these silly antics are going on, and I think he gives like the best performance in that movie. He's just like, <laughs> you, you don't you don't know what happens to me when I tu- I become a wolf when the moon comes out, and they're like, yeah, you and forty million other guys.
2: <laughs> well. There you go. They knew. They knew.
0: They, they knew. They knew. <laughs> they, knew um, they knew ahead of time. But yeah, like he is. I, I think he's he's very good. But like he's just like a like other than the fact that he's like the son of like this lord, you know, John, mm. son of like Claude Rains in this movie. Like he he's the most normal universal monster, and like because everybody else's circumstances are so extraordinary. I mean, you could relate to them in like a more vague concept. Like people relate to the Frankenstein monster because for feeling different and more vague feelings like that. But this is a situation where this is a regular guy. Like I think in one of the early drafts of the screenplay, Kurt Sienmach, who wrote the great screenplay for this, he um he intended for the character of Larry to be like a mechanic. Like he wasn't like he was wasn't gonna be like the son of like some guy, you know. Right. I mean, he was just he was just like more a guy who Yeah, and they hinted that in the movie too, but you know, so, like, as far as, like, the, the other monsters are concerned, he is the most relatable. And I think um, Cheney Jr. does a really incredible job with this character. And I feel like if you misca- if you just cast some guy as that character, you got some guy just to be in the we- werewolf makeup, uh, the movie would just not be a classic.
2: Like Oliver Reed in the Hammer version.
0: I know you have some feelings
2: about that. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, I've, I've said it before and I'll say it again. I love Hammer horror. We have another Hammer horror. I'll spoil that. We have another Hammer horror movie coming up in the schedule, but Curse of the Werewolf is is boring. <laughs> I'll just be straightforward. <laughs> I was
0: very worried you were gonna think the same thing of this movie because I've never seen that movie that you mentioned, and I'm like, oh god.
2: <laughs> well, no, like, because I do. I like werewolf movies a lot, but I think I'm just used to like a certain like way of it. Pl- I don't know. Um I don't right. I, I guess I don't watch as many werewolf movies versus like other monsters maybe I don't know. With this one like I think of the universal monster movies. I think my favorite obviously I mean obviously Bride of Frankenstein is my favorite because it's Bride mm-hmm. of Frankenstein. And then I probably say it like of the four it's like the third because the mummy like the mummy's got some cool things but I the mummy's a little bit boring. Whereas this right. I have more interest in it. And I think, I think it has a lot more going for it. And and I love the makeup and stuff, obviously. Because, like, I mean, Jack Pierce. And so, like, there's, there's a lot. I remember, too, like, um, this is a random memory. I don't know if I ever mentioned this. But do you remember when, like, I think Burger King or McDonald's had, like, Universal Monsters toys? I, that sounds familiar. Yeah. Because, like, I remember, like, I think there was, like, a parade in my town. And so, like. And there's, a, there's like literally McDonald's and a Burger King. Well, there's not a Burger King anymore, but there was on the street that the parade was going on. And my mom got food for us and um, they came with Universal Monsters toys. And I got excited because I got because I wanted the Wolfman one. The Dracula one I wasn't as excited about because then I would like think of the ketchup I was using as blood. And then it just came gross and I couldn't eat my food. <laughs> But um I do remember like being like randomly excited about getting the Wolfman because I always thought werewolves were just so cool. Like there's something like really cool about like the idea of a character like turning into something and then like, you know, just becoming a monster a little bit. Like I just thought that was a cool concept. Um but this with this movie, I don't know if like as I know you have a pretty good connection with it, I would imagine, right? Like some of the other universal ones.
0: I would say it's probably my favorite. And I'll get more into that after you finish your
2: anecdote Mm. well I I, the anecdote's over but (laughs) i thought you were gonna say something else (laughs) well it's like basically like i don't i didn't really watch this one a lot but i always remembered like the images like of lon chaney jr like coming out of the you know like in the like foggy bottom like forest with like like he's leaning on a tree and then of course as i mentioned we were watching the first time i ever saw any clips from this movie was in the Sandlot, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because there's a scene when Benny in the Sandlot's being chased by the beast, and so like he's running all around the neighborhood and all around the town, being chased by this dog. And at one point, he like bursts into like I, it doesn't look like it was a movie theater. It looks like it was like a Nickelodeon. Someone set up in like a uh, like a like a auditorium or like a basketball court or something. So these people are watching, you know, uh, the Wolfman that way. And then um, frickin' Benny just, like, slides under, like, the screen. And then you just see the beast bursting through it in slow motion. And then everyone in the theater is like, Ah! <laughs>
3: <laughs> 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 so,
2: that was, admittedly, that was probably my first real, like, exposure to any, like, actual footage from this movie. But I didn't really watch it till much later. And I always remember liking it. Like, I was, I didn't know if I was going to like it, but I definitely did.
0: Yeah, for me, I, I, as I've said, this is my probably my favorite Universal Monsters movie. Like, the other two, for me, would be, like, Bride of Frankenstein and Phantom of the Opera. Um, like, the the Lon Chaney Sr. version. Mm. And I think with that, like, Bride of Frankenstein, to me, is like the Empire Strikes Back of Universal Monsters movies. It's, the, it's clearly the best one. Like, production value, performances, script, direction, music, it's got everything. But The Wolfman... I think a big connection for me is my dad, um, as I've talked Mm. about my dad many times on this show, and one of the tapes I remember as a kid that scared me as a kid was his tape of the Wolfman, which sits proudly in my man cave shelf. I'm glad that it's up there. As it should. But it's that iconic, really iconic Jack Pierce makeup, Uh, you know, that wonderful, wonderful um, creature design of the Wolfman, and... Like it, it was definitely one I, I I watch it a lot, and it's one that I watch with my mom the most because of those connections with my dad. But also, she likes the when they go to Talbot Castle and they have like the nice lamps and the nice tables, mm-hmm. and it looks like really cool. It really looks really neat. It's like you want to live there, you know, uh, kind of thing. But this movie, I want to speak like the setting. The setting is one of my favorite things with this movie because. You don't really know when this movie takes place. It's kind of vague, especially in comparison to the other other monster movies. Yeah, because like you see like cars and things like that, and everybody of course is like from the forties. But like you have like I'm using this term because this is the term they use in the movie, like the gypsies, and you have like that th- those people appear in the movie, and it's it gives it like a very like almost ageless quality to it as well mm-hmm. so it's it's the, the setting is always just kind of weird like unintentionally off-putting
2: yeah like it kind of makes me think of like um like when we were talking about willy wonka and how like you could probably ascertain what set what time period it's in but there's just like like where charlie lives specifically i have no clue where charlie lives right like if you if you were like where do you think he lives geographically i was like i don't know he's got an american accent he's got an american family but his village is german looking I have no idea. Um it made me think of like Legion and how like especially in the first season um and they did it intentionally obviously there's context to it but um like the the look of everyone's clothes and the exterior and the settings is very like 50s almost but then they have like flat screen televisions. Right. So it's like you you just don't really know where it's set so it definitely has that vibe a little bit cuz like it does feel very old world, and yet he's wearing, like, a suit that you would see in, like, the 40s. Or you'd see, like, a car from, like, the 40s. Yeah. Like, the men dress, like, you know, how a man would dress, or a woman would dress how a woman used to dress in that time period. Like, curly hair, slicked back hair, the three-piece suit. Like, literally, you know, those, like, super tailored suit. Which, can I just point out, and I mentioned this when we were saying, the Wolfman is the most well-dressed monster. He is. Of, like... Like, like, listen, like nothing against Dracula. Obviously, he's got his big cape. He's got it, you know. He's very, he's very fancy and exotic.
0: Dracula is extra,
2: okay. He's extra. He's very extra. That's a great word for it. But the Wolfman is literally like he just—he's one of the few werewolves that you know, no fur is popping out of his shirt. Maybe a little on top, but that's just because it's you know neck hole. Um, he's got his button down his pant. His shirt is tucked into his pants, folks. His shirt. Is tucked into his pants. He's wearing a <laughs> belt, <laughs> and then, and then when Lawrence Talbot's done being the Wolfman, he goes and like dresses himself exactly like, is, slicks his hair back again, puts a suit on, and it makes you feel awful. Because <laughs> like, like like this morning, no there's no excuse. Like like this morning, I wake up, I'm fine. I have no reason to not like get up and get a shower and look nice. For you know, for something, even though I'm not going anywhere, but even so, I sort of feel bad because you know he's going through all this nonsense. He's turning into a wolf every night, still well dressed, still caring about his appearance. (laughs) And yet here I am in my bed, like I'm still in my pajamas from this morning, and it's almost six o'clock. It's six o'clock now in Uh, in uh, the PM. Same, dude. Same. Yeah, (laughs) we're assholes. Listen, like
0: yeah, just thanks a lot, Larry, for making those look bad. Like you, geez. dick.
2: I'm glad you got bit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Which um, I think I said this to you, but uh, the the wolf that bites him. Like, first off, like the werewolf is played by Bela Lugosi. Where the... wolf? <laughs> yes. Because yeah. they don't, they don't make him up to be a werewolf. Because that would be expensive. They have a German Shepherd attack Cheney. <laughs> it's, it's Lon Chaney's, uh German Shepherd actually that 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 ultimately bites him. Uh, I think his name was Moose.
2: So what should have happened is he should have been the German Shepherd Man. Is what you're telling me. <laughs> Listen, man. But maybe but that was I, just I get, a long title.
0: It's a long title. The <laughs> Wolf Man just sounded catchy with the Universal execs there. You know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we can't get the german shepherd plus i don't think they want german in the title in the 40s maybe
0: listen like and also just the transformation too we didn't get to talk too too much we to mention jack Pierce like and the design is amazing but like the fades mm-hmm. like the the dissolves or whatever like with with like the feet i think about a lot and you see those like changing mm-hmm. um and of course just like the face in in, in instances like I, I imagine like back then for audiences that must have been just insane. To watch you know just like right before your eyes this this man <laughs>
2: <laughs> like the whole sequence is kind of wild too like the way that they have to like make it seem like something strange is going on so like they'll like zoom into like his face and they'll like have like the swirls and you see like the heads morphing and like the weird shots like kind of overlaid on each other and then like the feet and then you just see it sort of like you know fade in fade in fade in to like the feet being like fully formed like wolf feet and like it's just it's it's kind of like an inventive thing i mean obviously we'll talk a little bit more about you know transformation stuff in the next segment but it's just sort of wild to think like what they had to do like what they were trying to figure out to like make that work and like obviously they're like let's just throw a bunch of stuff at the screen but it's still, like, it, it works, oddly enough. Like, it's a strange method, but it works. And it's like, I can see even people today who are, like, low-budget indie make indie filmmakers or, like, no-budget people like myself doing something like that and then doing it the exact same way.
0: Right. Like, the production design is great. I think there's just, it, it's a handsome-looking production. I also want to talk about the rest of the cast, because Lon Chaney, we've sung our praises, he's amazing. Yes. But Lugosi, Bela Lugosi has a very small role as Bela and uh he's very good <laughs> in his his small bit
2: Bela you know, is great uh, as Bela
0: I gotta talk about Maria Uspenskaya who plays Maliva who knows all the werewolf lore and all that stuff and she's very memorable in the movie and recites the poem and all she's that stuff she's very good yeah yeah you know like incredible and she's also in the sequel in uh in Frankenstein meets the wolf man so that's that's kind of fun nice and uh, Claude Rains, of course. We have to talk about Claude Rains, um, who's been on the show.
2: We love Claude Rains. There's no question.
0: Yeah, we, we love Claude Rains. And he's been in a couple Universal Monster movies. You think like He's been an in Invisible Man. He was the Phantom of the Opera in 1943. And then before that, he was, um, you know, the Wolfman's dad.
2: I, I think that's an upgrade.
0: And, like, they actually give it, like, he's not just, like, a guy. He They actually, there's, like, some backstory with Because we find out you know that larry's coming home because his his brother his brother died in a hunting accident which obviously is expanded upon in the in the newer one that right. i don't know if we're going to talk about too much but you know so there, there's actually like some good i think father son chemistry despite the fact that both of these men were born on different continents um in real life
2: <laughs> was there what was the age gap between the two of them that's what i'm curious about do you that's know that's a question
0: I'm gonna look it up right now. So, Lon Jr. was born in 1906, and then Claude Rains was born in 1889.
2: Okay, so there's a pretty good amount of time.
0: It's better. It's a bigger gap than uh, Harrison Ford and um, you know uh, Sean Connery. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I think that's a, what 12 years. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's like it's much bigger. Like obviously, still in that weird sort of ballpark. Like, are you really old enough to be his dad? But at the same time. I think I'm more accepting of that than I am of, especially, Harrison Ford and Sean Connery.
0: <laughs> I'm just I'm just looking at the rest, rest of the cast. Um, I, I do want to mention uh, Patrick Knowles, who's been in a bunch of, like, classic movies. He was also Will Scarlet in The Adventures of Robin Hood with Errol Flynn. You know, so he, he's there. Warren William, which is a name that we will not say much of on this podcast, because I don't think we're going to talk about that many Warren William films He's fine enough in the movie, but he's not like a memorable like actor.
2: Which one? Which one is he?
0: He was like the like the he was the mustache guy.
2: Oh, pencil mustache guy. L- discount yeah. Vincent Price, as you said. Yes,
0: yeah. <laughs> you know he's fine. I've I've seen him in another like uh, he was in Satan Met a Lady, which I was telling you about, it was sort of like a Maltese Falcon adaptation. Uh, mm-hmm. Ralph Be- Bellamy, who's like the creepy doctor in Rosemary's Baby, is in this movie. <laughs> Is just a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> I have to make, bring up uh, Evelyn Anchors, who plays uh, Gwen Conliffe in this movie. She's probably—I mm-hmm. I definitely had a crush on her when I first watched this movie. <laughs> uh, admittedly, <laughs> he's probably one of my favorites. Which is so, like-
2: which is which is so uh, appropriate given my feelings towards. <laughs> our our oh, second features. I'm with you lady. on the
0: second one too. Um, but I, I mm-hmm. she's very good. She's been in a couple of these, a couple of the Universal, um, Universal movies. But I think she's very good in this movie. She has good chemistry with, um, with Lon Chaney. So, um, yeah, definitely want to bring those people up. But you know, it, it, and it's also a short movie. Like all these Universal monster movies, I love because I just pop them on, and it's like an hour, hour ten, hour twenty later, they're done.
2: Like you know, you don't have to worry about too much. There's not a lot of like extra stuff you know there's not all this or that you know it's just get to the point and and it's still it's still entertaining
0: um and then also to uh my one of my other favorite like i talk about movie props sometimes and another movie prop i would love to own would be like
2: the, the cane. cane which i yeah. do
0: have i do have a wolf cane and um this is because i went in when, when i visited allison in california a couple of years ago uh, we went to this really cool, amazing store called Evangeline's, a lot of costume stuff. And they had like a whole room of weaponry and stuff. And I saw this cane and it doesn't have like the pentagram that the Wolfman one does. It actually looks more like the Stark wolf head, which it still makes it kind of cool. And right. it, it's, I bought it and I had to take it with me <laughs> on the plane. And that was an interesting uh, situation, you know. I it, it's home, but what's funny about it is you would think it's in my man cave. It's actually in the dining room of our house, <laughs> which which is kind of funny. And it, so it's like it's such a like a kind of prominent spot in the house. And Allison and I took like an old west photo, and I insisted, yeah, I, I, I use that cane. So when you mm-hmm. if you ever see that picture. Like Allison's got her clothes. I got my clothes on, and I got I have that wolf cane. So I
2: I thoroughly remember that because I think I think that's still her profile picture on Facebook. Yeah, it's a great picture. Do you feel like a lord when you have it? Do you like walk around with it sometimes?
0: My confidence uh, increases a (laughs) little bit because I I was walking through uh, Sacramento, old Sacramento. um, I was walking around with that cane, and I felt like a million bucks. Honestly,
2: (laughs) like you had you had people in limos going, nice. <laughs> so like, cause I, uh,
0: this is also the first time I met Allison's brother Dom, who's a cool dude. Shout out to Dom, but I, I just imagine like God, my 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 sister's boyfriend is such an asshole, like <laughs> walking around <laughs> like this. As I imagine the thought that's probably going through his head, but no, that was a fun day, and uh, like I said, I have a lot of nostalgia for this movie, and mm-hmm. it's like the transformation. It's 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 so iconic. Like, I, I love watching it. I love the cinematography. It looks... And also because it's a film from the 40s, they probably had better access to film elements. It looks cleaner and mm. stuff and sounds better than Frankenstein and Dracula. So I think that's part of the appeal. A little bit, admittedly, I don't want to sound like that because I love Dracula and Frankenstein.
2: Are you? There's <laughs> that weird feeling of like, listen, it's better than these, but I don't want to say that.
0: <laughs> I per- Yeah, but, you know, there's that.
2: Uh, At least it's not like... I love Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, but people that like Meryl Streep suck. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, oh man! Well, on that note, on that note, we're gonna um, we're gonna get the hell out of Dodge. And uh, are we going backpacking? We're going backpacking. We're gonna head on a, a truck with a bunch of sheep.
2: I think that's a good idea.
0: Uh, you know what, Richard? I actually got reservations. I don't, I don't think I told you this. I got uh, the reservations. A little, little small, like, pubish place. place. Uh, the Slaughtered Lamb.
2: I don't like the sound of that.
0: We're going to record the second half of our show there. Stay tuned. I'm good. <laughs> Dear Mom, greetings from sunny Youngstown, Ohio. The good news is it's beautiful here. As soon as I get the chance, I'll do a little sightseeing. Hopefully John will be up for some mini-golf or a nice game of frisbee golf, or my personal favorite, golf. That is, if we're not too busy running away from the police. Because, now get this, Belmont Pines won't release John until his sentence is completed. The nerve of these people, honestly. That means he's still got 50 years to go. Needless to say, John and I have decided to take the law into our own hands. By the time you read this letter, I will be a wanted criminal. But don't worry, I've been doing at least 15 push-ups a day and eating my Wheaties, so I say bring on the danger. P.S. If you go into my room, be careful. I replaced everything with exact replicas, and I don't know how durable my bed frame is. Love, Joey DeAngelis. This is it! Belmont Pines Hospital. John will be so excited to see me! I hope his rehabilitation has been successful
4: a bouncy castle in the lobby those are the rules sir i understand that bouncy castles are expensive but i'm afraid it's your responsibility to check the information on our website before making any arrangements excuse me can't you see i'm on the phone what No, not you, doofus. Look, if you come on on Friday, you can set up the bouncy castle in the parking lot. Hold on a second. What do you want?
0: I have an appointment to visit my friend John. I believe he's in room 288.
4: Okay, okay. Wait a minute. What did you say? I have an
0: appointment- Look,
4: pal. I don't care if the birthday clown you hired is only available on Tuesdays.
0: I should be on the schedule under the name Joey DeAngelis.
4: No, that's your problem. You know what? I spell what? that name Tell your J as in June. O as an octopus.
0: House. E as an escalator.
4: Hold on. What are you blabbering about?
0: Um The name Joey DeAngelis. I spell it J as in Joey. O as in octopus. Alright, stop. Okay.
4: Joey DeAngelis. Yeah, you're on the list. Just go down the hall. Visiting room is on the left. Guards will bring your friend in.
0: Thank you. And may I just say, I've never met a more charming person in all my life.
4: Oh, a wise guy. You better scram before I lose my temper, jerk.
0: Sayonara, madame. Down the hall and to the left, here we go. 3:30
2: 3.30 appointment. That's me. Okay. I'll go get John. Just have a seat.
0: Thank you, my good man. <laughs> come on, ready to roll. Camera's putting on a show.
1: Here I come from behind. And I am making with a winning...
2: Alright, here's a little stinker. John! Hi! Now don't try anything, John. Or I'll curl your hair with this heater.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know. Gee, it's good to see you.
3: It's good to see you too, buddy. Did you bring me a (laughs) ho-ho?
0: I sure did, right here. Wait
2: just a dang minute. Let me see that.
0: Surely. Hmm. A hostess ho-ho, eh? That's right, officer.
2: (laughs) Can't tell much through this wrapping. Maybe I'll just inspect this here ho-ho to make sure it's just a ho-ho. And not a ho-ho hang grenade! Oh. Not a hand grenade. Looks just like a regular old ho-ho.
3: Surprise, surprise. Can I have it now?
2: But looks can be deceiving. That's true. Uh... In order to determine whether or not this is a chocolatey treat... Or a deadly nightmare. We must use all our senses to probe the item in question. Fascinating. We must look at the ho-ho. Hmm. Nothing visible to the naked eye. We must listen to the ho ho. Shh shh, shh shh. Listen. Nothing. We must smell. The ho-ho. To confirm that it is chocolate. Hmm. This is definitely suspicious.
3: Can you please stop rubbing your nose all over my ho-ho?
2: I can see this situation calls for more drastic measures. We must... Taste the ho-ho to determine if it's food or a weapon. Cramps, I have eaten the ho-ho. Was it a weapon? No, no, it was certainly food, certainly. Hey, how did it taste? Delicious.
3: (laughs) Mm,
1: Simply scrumptious.
3: What's the matter? Feeling sleepy? <laughs>
2: Why, well, yes, um, yes, I am feeling a little sleepy Wait, <laughs> you, you, you <laughs> drugged <laughs> me! You fool! <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: Haha. Joey, get his keys, unlock my handcuffs.
0: Right. Unlock! There you are. <laughs>
3: Free at last. Now I just change into his uniform, and we walk right out the front
0: door. I'd say this is going pretty smooth.
3: Chibi, <laughs> <Jimmy>, my neighbor. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Now it's showtime. All right, Joey, let's go.
1: Just be cool. Okay.
0: Wait, what are you doing? I'm just being cool.
3: No, no, you look crazy.
0: Should I swagger more? No! Yes? Okay!
3: okay everyone's looking at us now i don't like it stop are you there crumbs shall we run no hey, Stop. <laughs>
0: just ignore him I'm I'm not. I'm
1: not. Just, keep I'm just keep moving I'm just keep moving I'm not. I'm
3: not. <laughs> time for those who
0: Oh, free at last. Oh, Joey, you're my best friend in the world. Hey, that reminds me. How's about we take in a nice game of frisbee golf before we make for the border? Joey, are you crazy? The frisbee
3: golf course is the first place the doctors would look for me. Shucks. Anyways, we gotta get to Apple Valley Lake before dark.
0: Apple Valley Lake. I know that lake. I camped there one summer in middle school with the Boy Scouts of America. Ra, ra, ra.
3: I've got a friend who owns an emporium down there who owes me a favor. We'll stock up on supplies before we split the Tijuana.
0: Cool beans. <laughs> <sighs>
3: So, how's it been going? Good. Good. Good, that's good. Your mom's doing well? How did you know? You know what? Let's listen to some music.
5: John is armed and dangerous, I repeat. Armed and dangerous.
3: Ugh, that's enough of that. In order to fully embrace this character, I lived amongst the emperor
2: penguins for a fortnight. I finally succumbed to the frost. Oh my god, Daniel Day-Lewis.
1: Luckily for me, a pack of wolves found my dying body and began to tear away at my flesh.
2: Oh my god, Daniel Day-Lewis.
1: Needless to say, I awoke.
2: I bet you did.
1: Of course I did. Of course I did.
2: What happened then?
1: I jumped up, quick as a flash, and beat them away with my fists. Then I dragged myself to a nearby village where I nursed my body back to health and returned in time to lend my voice to a documentary which will be premiering on the Animal Planet this coming Saturday night at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time.
2: What an incredible story, Mr. Day-Lewis.
1: Yes, it was, wasn't it?
2: Well, I think I speak for all of us, and I usually do, when I say we will be tuning in. I'll hold you to that. <laughs> okay, that's all the time we have, folks. As always, I'm your host, Richard Purnell. And I'm Daniel Day-Lewis. And I'll see you in your dreams. Stay beautiful.
3: And we're off the air, Mr. Richard.
2: Okay, Jimmy. Wow. Daniel Day-Lewis. It was so amazing. Richard, Richard, come here, come here. Okay. Let's shake hands. Shake hands with Daniel Day-Lewis without sanitizer? You're my exception, sir.
1: I just want to tell you what a joy it's been to talk with you.
2: Oh, oh, Daniel Day-Lewis, the joy was all mine.
1: It's not every day I spend three hours speaking with someone
2: like you. I can't believe I spent three hours talking about it with you, sir. Come on, Daniel Day-Lewis. I'm honored. You should be. You should be.
3: Here's your hat and cane, Mr. Lewis.
2: Jimmy, that's Mr. Day-Lewis.
3: Oh, sorry, Mr. Lewis. That's quite all right, son.
2: Jimmy... What do we say to Mr. Daniel Day-Lewis?
1: Thank you, Mr. Lewis. Mr. Day-Lewis, sorry. I suppose I'll be paid handsomely on the way out.
2: Oh, I'm sure. There'll be plenty of things. There'll be muffins, CDs, all types of things. We got shirts. You'll love it. Yes. Goodbye. Bye, Mr. Lewis. Day-Lewis. Day-Lewis. I swear, Jimmy, I swear. If you say Lewis one more time without the day in it, I will fire you, Jimmy. Day-Lewis fired Jimmy. Day-fired Lewis. Jimmy, say it correctly, please. Day-Lewis, sorry. Oh, well. Oh, well. Fine. He's gone. No harm done, Jimmy. Ah, thanks, Mr. Richard. You sure are in a good mood today, sir. Oh, don't you mention it. Don't you mention it, my little guy, you. Oh, little Jimmy. Oh, you're so cute and adorable. Ah, thanks, Mr. Richard. And go get my hat and coat, yeah? Thank you.
3: Sure thing. You're in a good mood today, sir.
2: Uh, Jimmy, you'd be happy too if you were the host of the number one FM radio talk show in all America, including Canada, eh? Number one, but I thought Howard Stern was number one. How, (laughs) Howard Stern? Really, Really? Oh. oh, 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 Jimmy, 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 my boy. That was before I changed my format. Huh? You see, Jimmy, two months ago, I was relaxing in my jacuzzi, enjoying a mojito, you know, the glass with all the leaves in it, and I was just racking my brain, right, trying to figure out why I've spent the past three years playing second banana to a guy like Stern. I ask you, Jimmy, as my assistant, but also as my friend and my only family, what does Howard Stern have that I don't? On that note, let's be honest. I have more charisma. I have more brains. Not to mention, he is much uglier than me. So what sets us apart? Do you know, Jimmy?
6: Um, gee, I don't know.
2: Celebrity guests. That's the secret.
6: Oh,
3: so that's why you stopped reviewing movies. But... Isn't it a little risky to change the whole show so drastically?
2: Now, I'll admit, it was risky. But today's the day. My risk will pay off. You see, this is the end of the ratings month. And Richard Purnell, the number one radio talk show host in all America, will be on top. Wait for me! To get to the top, I begin to shed a tear, then I stop. Cause I'm number one. Did you get that, Jimmy? Can you take a picture with my baby? Oh, weird old woman, where'd you come from? The cutter. Okay, what's the baby's name? I don't like that name at all. Screw you. Okay, give me the baby. Come on, just hand him over. Hey there, little
3: Humphrey guy. What do you say? Oh, oh, gross. No, boogers. Get up. call down a thousand curses upon you. Beware. (laughs) Still when I think of the folks
2: that I stepped on to get to the top, Then I stop, and you know why? I do not, sir, but I do know that I do not know you. Cause I'm number one. That's right. <laughs> Deirdre St. Doyle, how's my favorite manager?
6: I'm your only manager. Ha ha! Ha!
2: Deirdre, good Deirdre,
6: good one Deirdre. Can you stop being so bubbly? Just eight. Listen, Rupert. I'm calling about your ratings.
2: I know. Isn't it
6: great? I'm number
2: one. Number one. <laughs> Wait. Wait. Why are Why are you laughing? What's 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 so funny? <laughs> can you, Can you stop it now? You're kind of scaring me a little bit.
6: Oh god. I'm sorry, Ryan. I'm sorry. It's just so funny.
2: Wait, what what's funny about me being number 1? Deatra? I mean, I am. <laughs> I am number 1, right?
6: Number 1. <laughs> oh, more like number 2786.
2: <gasps> no. Yes. It's not
6: true. It is.
2: No, you're lying, (laughs) Deidre. This is a joke again, isn't it, Deidre? You're funny. (laughs) I'm not. I mean, I got a new format. My show should be number one now.
6: What? You really thought going from reviewing movies to interviewing random celebrities on topics they know nothing about was going to be your ticket to the top? That's what the hipsters want. Just play into my demographic, you know? You think they want to hear the Daniel Day-Lewis talk about penguins? I mean,
2: yeah. I mean, it's I mean, it's Daniel Lewis and penguins.
6: That's
3: Mr. Day-Lewis, actually. Shut up, Jimmy.
6: And last week you had Mike Tyson talking about caribou bow hunting in the Yukon. You didn't think that was cool? I thought it sucked. Real hard. People hate my show. What am I gonna do? Do you really want to know?
2: Yes! You're my manager. Manage me, please.
6: You're going to get a partner. No. You're going to find a guy who can lighten up the conversation and keep things moving.
2: A partner would just hold me back. I need room to express myself. I am an artiste.
6: Listen, Billy. Shh, sh, 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 sh. Conan O'Brien and Andy Richter.
2: They're famous. You bet they are.
6: You need an Andy Richter.
2: But I fired all my friends.
6: Well, find one. Call me back this Monday, and we'll get whoever you found to sign a contract. But I don't
2: know if I want... Ciao! Dang it. Where am I going to find an Andy Richter? Jimmy, where am I going to find an Andy Richter, huh? Answer me that.
3: But what about your mom? My mom? Why didn't I think of that sooner?
2: Here, give me my phone, Jimmy. Just let me me give her a call here. Hold on, let's see. Blocked contacts. Mitchell... Margaret. Minister Patrick. Ah, Mom, there we go. Hello? Hi, Mom. It's me, Richard Purnell.
1: Oh, God.
2: I know, I know. Speaking with a celebrity must be a real thrill, but just know, anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. Uh Uh-huh.
3: Um, gee, honey. I can't talk right now. I'm, um, putting out fresh doilies. Listen,
2: Mom. Listen, I have a job opportunity for you. I want you to be my co-host on my new show.
3: Oh no. Oh oh no. I, I can't.
2: But I mean what do you mean? No, you'll be paid handsomely.
3: That sounds wonderful, but uh see here, uh Yes. It's just that I'm I'm leaving. I'm leaving tonight. Tonight.
2: Taiwan. Taiwan? Wait! Hi. Mom, hello? Wait, 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 hello? Mom? <sighs> you know, talking to a big celebrity must have really got to her. Perfectly understandable. It's just so hard being famous. Okay, all right, think. Think, Richard. You got this, you got this. I got it. That girl I went to high school with who was trying to sell me vitamins over Instagram last month I'll call her. Good thing I forgot to block her number. (laughs) I do like vitamins. Hello? Hi! Um, uh, Shoot, it's Brittany. Uh, Becca?
4: It's Janice.
2: Janice! Yes, of course. Of course I remember. Anyway, how the heck are you, Bernice? I bet you didn't expect to hear from a famous radio.
4: Who is this?
2: Listen. You might want to sit down when you hear this because it's richard pernell you're on the phone with that's right richard pernell number one radio talk show host in the world i know you must be speechless
4: oh yeah richard um we went to high school
2: together Well, yeah but nowadays i'm more well known for my world famous radio show the meaning of life with richard pernell
4: i've never heard of it what do you mean
2: It's the number one radio show in the country two months ago. What are you talking about? you never heard of it.
4: Listen, Randall, I'm at work right now. Wait a second. I told you you're not bringing your bouncy castle into the lobby. Take it outside. Tell Bilbo to get back in his clown car. I'm calling the cops. Like I said, I'm at work right now. I do not have time for this. Wait! Bye.
2: Hello? I'll buy some vitamins! Can't believe it, she hung up on me! This is unbelievable! Richard Purnell crawling to his mom and vitamin woman for help. I'm a celebrity, gosh darn it! They should be calling me! Gee, Subway sure smells nice today. God, why can't someone call me? God dang it, why is someone trying to call me while I'm contemplating? Hello? Richard! Hi! It's me, Kenny. Kenny! How did you get this number? I have a restraining order on you.
5: It expired today.
2: Well, then I'm getting it renewed. Goodbye!
5: Wait! Wait! Just hear me out.
2: (sighs) Fine. Talk fast, but I am a busy man, Kenny.
5: Look, I I just want to apologize for running you over with my car five years ago.
2: Apology not accepted.
5: Listen, I was... (laughs) I was in a blind rage, okay? I didn't know what I was doing. When you told me that day that you were starting a new podcast without me, I snapped. The, look, the, po- the point is, that wasn't the real me, and after spending some time in therapy, I've ironed out my issues.
3: I'd like to reconnect with you.
2: Oh! Oh! Candy! <laughs> now I know why you were calling. You're trying to sweet talk me into starting up our old podcast again, aren't ya?
5: No, no, no. As interesting and as groundbreaking as our podcast was, all I want is friendship.
2: Yeah, interesting is a real strong word for it. What's interesting about Screamo Ska Hip Hop specifically from 1978?
5: Well, we managed to fill up 500 episodes talking about it. Yeah,
2: and we only had one monthly listener on Spotify.
5: Okay, fine. Look, this isn't why I call
2: Why did you call then, Kenny?
5: I told you, I think we should get together and patch up our relationship, okay? So I rented a lake house in Apple Valley Lake over the weekend.
2: Apple Valley, Ohio?
1: That's what I said! Get the fat out of your
5: ears! Oh, God. (laughs) I'm sorry, man. Oh, yeah, it's in Ohio.
2: Why the heck would I ever want to meet up with...
6: Conan O'Brien and Andy Richter. They're
2: famous. Andy Richter. What? What? Nothing. Nothing. Um... So...
5: Is that a yes?
2: Hardly. Remember when I said I'm famous? I don't have time to drive all the way down to Apple Valley just to have a bros weekend alone with the guy who assaulted me.
1: There's a jet ski.
2: Jet ski? I'm in.
5: Great. The address is 2112 North Shore Road. (laughs) I'll get there on Friday afternoon and get things ready for us.
2: Okay, I'll see you this weekend.
5: Aw, thanks, man. You won't regret this, I promise.
2: I regret this.
5: Okay, starting off with weather here at the top of the hour. What have you got for us there, Ricky? Well, Todd, you know I like rain as much as the next guy, but this weekend we're looking at pretty much clear skies, clean air, and peace on Earth. You're in Knox County. Boy, oh boy. I can't wait for that peace on Earth. Clean skies
3: and clear air, too, huh? Except for those suckers down out in that valley.
6: You know?
2: <laughs> what? <laughs> Man, I can't see squat one with all this rain. Holy shrimp, I hit a guy! And we're back! Welcome back to Two Dudes. One double feature in our last segment. We were talking about The Wolfman, the classic from Universal Studios. Now we're going to be going um, as two Americans to the great city of London. And we have to deal with a wolf there as well. I don't know where I was going with this. <laughs> it's, it trailed and it just got bad. I was like, "Yeah." But no, we're talking about the um, 1981 horror classic, horror comedy, whatever you want to call it. But it's definitely something, and it's great. An American Werewolf in London. Hi, David. <laughs> Ah! <laughs> you're not real
0: <laughs> dude. no dude i i if i didn't want to do that I, I i also like the tagline of this movie do you know what the tagline of uh, american wolf werewolf in london is not off the top of my head but what is it from the director of animal house a different kind of animal
2: Ooh, Ooh. that's a nice that's a that's a that's a nice way to 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 connect the tagline with the person who made the movie, actually.
0: Yeah, I, it's it's one of my favorites, because it, it, it does the promoting thing, like, obviously from the director of this, but also, like, hey, this is different than that movie. You know what I mean? This is, this
2: is a little bit different. Just a smidge different. But
0: America, this is another one that I'm hugely nostalgic for, and also was a favorite of my dad's, big mm-hmm. favorite of my dad's. He watched this a lot, and my mom remembers watching this one a lot with him, especially early on in their relationship in the eighty, in the mid 80s when you know when they met and um yeah she looks back on it and she's like i don't know how i watched this movie <laughs>
2: <laughs> i'm just hearing that in patty's voice now and i'm like yeah
0: <laughs> american werewolf in london you know you got these two these two college guys right you got these guys
2: couple of dudes as couple they say of dudes couple of dudes <laughs> <laughs> and one double feature. The,
0: oh man, can you imagine they started a? Po- they were trying to do a podcast.
2: Oh, that would that would again. I, I've said this before, and I'll say it again. This this is us in this movie.
0: <laughs> yeah. So um, I went backpacking with Richard, and
2: he died. He got attacked by a jo- jo- wolf. But jo- Joey ran away initially. But then he was like, Richard. <laughs> and he runs back. But, but wait. Can, but can anybody hear you? Am I the
0: only one that hears you? Oh God, I'm transforming.
2: Ah. <laughs> You called me Meatloaf. <laughs> I didn't mean
0: to call you a wimp!
2: <laughs> I'm sorry, <Dark> side. <laughs> out of context. Out of context. <laughs> so,
0: um, shout out to Snyder fans. Anyway. <laughs> Disclaimer, I like the Snyder cut, but that's a whole other story.
2: <laughs> anyway, yes, um... American World,
0: anyway, London. <laughs> American World of London, these two college guys, they go backpacking and they're, they're in England. They're in England. Right. And, um, as the title is, they're in L- mm. London, but you know, well they don't, they're not in London at the start of the movie, but
2: it's the, it's the quintessential two dudes because the title, like our title is self-explanatory. <laughs> it gets to the
0: point. It tells you exactly what you need to know. So you got these guys <laughs> and they're backpacking and they get attacked by a werewolf. One of them dies brutally. The other one is attacked and bitten. Brutally. So, of course, of course, he's going to become a werewolf. You know that. It's a werewolf movie. Yes. But this handles it in a... Uh, it's like, as this tagline says, it's a different kind of um, animal. It's a
2: little bit of a different way. So, like, um, they actually show... I f- like, they really get into, like, the internal stuff, I think, with this one. So, like... Um, for example, he's in the hospital for, like, a really long time to recover after the attack, and he has these dreams. And they're all, like, as, they're more wild than the last. So, like, like he has a dream where he's running around a forest naked. He has another dream that sort of continues that, where he's eating a deer. He ha- and then it's, like, he has a random dream. My My favorite of the sequences, where he's, like, at home with his family, and they're eating dinner, and then they get a visit from, like, werewolf monster nazi looking things mm-hmm. that kill his whole family and then kill him and then he wakes up and he thinks he's out of the dream but then he's not and they come out of behind the curtains <laughs> and they kill jenny agonier
0: <laughs> yeah that used to freak me out when i first watched I was like oh my gosh
2: ah! <laughs> <laughs> i thought they were in the dream what's happening i thought this was done why are you keeping this going damn it
0: <laughs> it's a horror comedy but it's really weird <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's it's like like i think it's one of those movies that really leans to both directions a lot so like when it's trying to be funny it really gets it really leans into it but then like when it's trying to be horror it really and so like it like it, for a lot of other movies that could feel like a weird like a weird um like uh split like like, the movie doesn't know what it's trying to be, and, like, it's like, oh, let's do this, this, this. But, like, because it's extreme both ways, it sort of feels balanced.
0: It's, you know what, because there was actually a huge thing, because there are producers and people who read the script and are like, this is too scary to be a comedy, or, or, like, this is too funny to be a horror movie. So I met, it's one of those things where it's like, is this a horror movie or is this a comedy? And John Landis goes, yes.
2: Yes. <laughs> what do you mean? Yes. All right, let's take the first. Uh, uh, go ahead, let's get the first shot going. What is this movie? Uh huh. So it's one of those where, like, John
0: Landis directed a couple successful movies before this. He directed um, Kentucky Fried Movie,
2: Blues Brothers, Animal House,
0: Animal House. Um, so he was able to get fun, you know, get funding for this movie, and he reunited with uh, makeup master extraordinaire Rick Baker because they worked together actually on. Uh, John Landis's first feature, Schlock, which I recommend to everyone.
2: <laughs> it's, I think that's one of your all-time favorites. Secretly, I, I think it is. I think, I think at yeah. some
0: point, guys, you're just going to see a five-star review for Schlock, especially because <laughs> the ending, the ending, I feel like is less abrupt than this one. <laughs> um, but beyond that, no, Rick Baker, though and there's another name like Jack mm. Pierce where I will whenever it's like when we went to the the Universal makeup show and we heard mm-hmm. those names we were apl- oh, we were clapping so hard
2: <laughs> <laughs> I I distinctly remember that too so like just just to like go off on this for a little bit so you guys know what we're talking about so this is one of the best
0: parts of the trip honestly
2: this is this is one of the best parts besides meeting Allie in person that's that's why i would say yes one of the best things that we did while we were on our trip uh, at Disney's, you know, when we were at Universal specifically, which was sort of a mixed bag of a day, I guess you could say. I was telling Joey before the trip that, um, there was some things that I remembered from, uh, Universal when I went, when I was like really, really little, when I was like seven or eight or whatever. And, uh, one of those things was going to a makeup show, like a movie makeup show, where it was like, they showed off like a bunch of horror movie makeup and uh, I was telling Joey about that. And I was also telling Allie about this. And she was telling me, and I think you told me this as well, mm-hmm. that um, Universal is sort of notorious for changing a lot. So like, there's a lot of things that just haven't stayed. Mm-hmm. But there's a few things that did. So like, the ET ride, for example, is one of the rides that have been there from like the beginning. And then the other thing is um, this makeup show. So I was so excited. I was like, I need to see this, because I remember doing this. And so we went in. We sat in the back, and it was, it was so fun. It was so funny, and I distinctly remember like so much about it. Even like the Chucky doll that sat in like the back, I remember that, which is so weird. And um, they would show reels from like Universal movies, and obviously like they they obviously spotlighted Rick Baker and specifically like the transformation scene from this movie so that was a lot of fun if you're in universal and you feel safe enough to to you know roam around check out that show it's so fun
0: absolutely and there's also i, I love to like, there's that giant like lon cheney senior statue that's in there and i got a picture with him yes no oh,
2: dude that that was definitely like a nice thing i, I don't know if i ever re- i don't know if i remember like getting to actually look at that stuff because i think it like scared me a little bit Mm-hmm. Like, I imagine the first time. So, like, seeing it now, like, especially because obviously they have more modern stuff, you know, that came out afterwards uh, on display. But, like, they had a lot of really cool stuff there as well. Um. So, yeah, definitely, everybody, go check that out.
0: But Rick Baker, he won the very first Academy Award for uh, Best Makeup at the Oscars.
2: He's the reason. Isn't he the reason why there's a category for that?
0: B- basically. I mean. Yeah. Like, you know, and he's won so many, deservedly so. And we, we talk about him a lot. We talk about like Planet of the Apes, of course. Mm. His Wolf, the Wolfman remake, which is a mixed bag of a movie. Yes. But I feel like his redesign of the Wolfman is one of the best, not just like redesigns, but I think just one of the best werewolf designs, period.
2: It's so good. It's so good. And just... The way it's, like, shot... It's one of my favorite things in the whole movie, and one of the things that makes me enjoy that that movie is um, the way that uh, it's presented and the way that it looks, and uh, it's so good.
0: Aesthetically, it's satisfying in a lot of ways.
2: It's so satisfying aesthetically, yeah. With this one, man, he... Uh, like, it's not even just, like... Because obviously it's a werewolf movie, but again, there's, like, so many other things that are happening in this movie. Like, obviously we talked about the dream sequence, so, like... You know, Rick Baker obviously got to have fun and make, like, weird werewolf Nazi soldier things. Um, another thing to to spotlight is Jack, who is yes. the friend who dies. And periodically throughout the movie, as David, our main character, is sort of, like, you know, slowly getting to that point where he officially becomes a werewolf or, like, turns into a wolf, basically. Um, uh, Jack will periodically show up dead... And so, like, the first time we see him, uh, he's mangled. He has big old claw marks on his face. His neck is torn up. You see, like, bone and and tissue and, like, skins hanging off. Like, it's so gross, but, like, so, like, well-detailed. And then, like, the second time you see him, he's more, like, uh, decayed. And he's more gross and rotting. His skin is more, like, gray. Um, and then like the third time you see him, like he's, he's missing like whole chunks of his skin. He's a Muppet basically, <laughs> <laughs> but like it's, that is so good, honestly, like the, like how they did it. And I liked that idea too. Just like he, he kept showing up, but like he just slowly decayed as the movie played out.
0: Yeah. And, and I like that, that aspect of it, cause it adds greater stakes to this, like, you know, because the, the character tells him, you have to kill yourself. Otherwise, you're going to, A, keep being a werewolf. But also, B, you're going to leave all these people, like, suffering as the undead. And, like, mm. I, I love the scene where they're in, like, the porno theater. Yeah. And you have all the people, like, suggesting, like... <laughs> I should just emphasize, suicide is not funny.
2: It's not. But in this scene, the way that it's played out, yeah, it's like... It's meant to be a joke, obviously. It's,
0: it's, it's, yeah, So just, yeah, you know, yeah, and like, and there's some great kill scenes in this, like, I think about, um, the subway scene is one of, probably my favorite scenes.
2: Sorry, um, just a side note, the Nightmare Alley trailer just came out, so I have to watch that after we're done.
0: Yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <understandable>. <laughs> Sorry, I just got excited. But anyways, anyways, the, su- the um, subway, <clears throat> American Werewolf. The, the, the subway scene in American Werewolf is one of my favorite just scenes period
2: it's oh oh my god oh like the first uh per- oh, it, it made me think a little bit of like evil dead and how like like the like entity that goes through the forest and stuff yes um but like but like the way it's framed is so cool and just like how it sort of follows like down uh the the tunnel and uh especially that last shot i love that last shot when he's like going up the escalator like trying to get away but then you just see like the werewolf coming out you see david coming out as the werewolf but it's like he like Mm -hmm. looks small it's like technically it's like the first time you see him but it's just really really cool the way that that was framed
0: yeah absolutely um but back to the transformation briefly like the the 80s was like the time of like body horror you you think about things like the thing for example and this is a, a definitely one of those big examples of body horror and the wolf, the old Wolfman, man, as much as I love it, it's also just kind of silly that you transform like that and you don't and he, he just squirms in his seat a little bit and you hear <laughs> do, 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 do 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 or whatever, whatever the music is in that scene. Whereas this, you're it, it, and also it's like that the tone is what John Landis gets. It's like he we have a cover like Sam Cook's cover of Blue Moon going, which this movie has three covers of Blue Moon. And a lot of moon theme songs.
2: It really emphasizes blue moon a lot, and not that there's anything wrong with that, but it really does.
0: Like that first transformation, and he's in pain. Like you were t- saying this too. Like he was, he's, he's already like sweating. He's ripping his clothes off. You see his his hand stretching into a paw.
2: Yes, it's oh my god. Like that's like one of the most iconic scenes in all of horror. Really, just like everything about it. And it's like it kind of you know what it makes me think of. It makes me think of Phil Collins with um Tarzan it's like there's no reason Rick Baker needed to go that hard but he did and I'm thankful but it's one of those things
0: too where for Rick Baker this was a dream like to to work on like a werewolf you know like a werewolf movie um kind of thing and initially he wanted to do he wanted to do more like a wolfman kind of look but John land is like no I want this to be like a hound from hell type of design and obviously as the director he over overruled um, Rick,
2: final choice.
0: Final choice. But even so, I think the design for that wolf, like it's it's start- it's startling to look at because it's just it's just vicious. There's nothing kind about it. Like there's all, there's like no humanity. No to it. You know, I think about like with the Wolfman because obviously it's just Lon Chaney and makeup. Amazing makeup. It's just Lon Chaney and makeup. Yeah. Whereas in this, he David is so transformed. Like you think at the end of the movie, there's like a moment where he pauses and he doesn't attack. Um, the ner- nurse price, <laughs> but then he just, he, he's about to, to pounce on her and they have to shoot him brutally. And you're
2: just like, man, it's like the end, even to, to that degree. Like anytime you see, at, cause like it's glimpses, it's kind of like a Jaws thing mm-hmm. with, with the wolf man. Um, so there's like a different, I have, sorry, I have a lot of distractions. I'm getting text messages and then like all this stuff. Sorry. Sorry. so what was i saying well like so about, like, like uh, jaws like basically. jaws so like you so like you, you sort of rarely see the actual like beast like the werewolf but when you do like you, i do agree he is very vicious like i love the like his teeth are always coated in blood yeah because like there's no way he doesn't just show up and not kill someone and so, like, any time, especially at the end of the movie, with when we have, like, the big, like, reveal, more or less, like, he like he bursts out of the porno theater, and, like, he goes rampaging, and, like, literally, that whole end scene is just insane, a little bit, I, <laughs> like... I love
0: it so... Dude, I love the shot of him fighting so, the guy's neck.
2: And then it's but, just, his head just goes, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: And just all the pandemonium that ensues afterwards, like all these cars crashing, the bus.
2: There's so much collateral damage. It's in, like, like it's, like it's funny. It makes me think of like, like Man of Steel, and everyone's like, oh, there's got to be so much collateral damage. It's like, yeah, there probably is, but like with. <laughs> so I'm just picturing this is what it looks like when you actually focused on it in Man of Steel. <laughs> <laughs> So it's just like like Superman and Zod and are fighting, and then like you just see a car just like running over someone. <laughs>
0: no, I'm just imagining like Lord's Fishbird like is involved in the werewolf attack, and he's trying to save that one lady.
2: <laughs> it's like I'm trying to get you. The wolf is coming.
0: Beyond that, there's also a lot of um, like I said, I think there's some good performances and, and people we want to talk about. Um, you know, mm-hmm. Jack, dude.
2: He's my favorite character, arguably. Like him and the nurse are probably, and um, Alex are arguably my favorite characters. But, like Jack is so funny. He's like he's kind of like, like he's like he's sort of like the comedic relief. It feels like, but at the same time, he's like the warning. You know, yeah. Like, kill yourself, David, or else you will kill others. Kind of thing is his mm-hmm. mantra to David throughout the movie.
0: Uh, he's great. Um, you know, I think for me, one of my favorite characters is the Doctor. Like just <laughs> cause sometimes he's such an asshole I love where, 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 where he's just so, somebody wants him on the phone he's like well just tell him I'm dead
2: <laughs> no 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 Joey I think okay the best character 100% and I think you can agree with me on this the best character is a little kid no 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 <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 the best character, arguably, <laughs> or the kid that punches Jenny Haggerty in the butt. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I feel like this is just like the, like someone behind the camera just going, "All right, now go over and punch her in the butt." What? Go do it. Okay. <laughs>
0: Frank Oz is in this movie as like the American ambassador, <laughs> and he's also just he's just also just a terrible person.
2: <laughs> and he, and like you said he appears in it twice. Because
0: they also have one that when they're in at home in that dream sequence they're watching the muppets and of course Miss Piggy is there. <laughs> <laughs> but we have to talk about um you made
2: me miss. Oh yeah, the guy from Pirates of the Caribbean 2. <laughs> Shame then. It's a letter from the king. <laughs> It's from it's the letter to the king. It's from you. <laughs> uh
0: David um uh is it Schofield Sh- or Schofield?
2: Is that Schofield? Maybe Schofield. He's
0: the dart player. He's member he's memorable. Uh Brian Are you Glover. mad?
2: You afraid to get wet <laughs>
0: uh. <laughs> Brian Glover as the chess player who has like the you know the the Alamo joke.
2: And then the whole rest of the time he's like Go. There's nothing for you here. Stay out of the moors.
0: I I also just like the um the, the pentagram. It's this bloody like you're like, oh this that's odd to see <laughs>
2: so, I like that Jack just goes, hey, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> and everyone just stops. Ah, that that's oh man You made me miss
0: jenny Agutter. you were saying like you know
2: i always love jenny Agutter. she's great i love her even now i still love her first time i ever saw her was um in another universal movie child's play 2 she's also in a few she's in what? what's it um she's in is she in two marvel movies she's in the
0: avengers one? and winter soldier last i can remember yeah
2: and she's also in uh, walkabout mm-hmm she's in um she's also in logan's run Mm -hmm. she's also in there's another thing that she's in i I can't remember at this point but she's in a lot of stuff she's great right i always love her she is um she has great chemistry with david i think
0: david played by david naughton
2: yes david played by david just like bella Mm. played playing bella
0: (laughs) (laughs) you were saying about their kim were you gonna say something else
2: uh there's there, their chemistry, like you, you fan yourself, man. <sighs> you feel, it, you feel it. And
0: I was kind of saying this, um, like with Lon Chaney, like in comparison to the other Universal monsters, he's just a guy. But even this movie makes it even more. Just like this is a guy. This is a col- the guy, you know, college student, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. uh, going on this is this trip in Europe. And you were like talking about this, and it was a good point when we were watching. Can you imagine how scary that is like you're you're cursed with a werewolf you're nowhere close to home you're at a hospital and mm-hmm. you're like what how, how like logistically how how is this working what is going on
2: that like there's nothing scarier about being in a sticky situation when you're not at home like when you're like at least like if you're in a situation where you like you're at least at home so you can at least feel comfortable about it um, cause mm. you don't have to like be anywhere else or at least you're near home. But like, say, like, say like, it, it made me think of like our last Disney trip and there was a hurricane and it was something that was constantly on the back of our minds. And then, so I kept, I kept thinking like, what if we were stuck in Florida in Disney during a hurricane? And like, obviously it's nice cause you know, Disney's safe and has a lot of like, you know, procedures for that and is very prepared for it. But at the same time, like there's that mental stress of like, I want to go home now. I don't want to be here anymore. Mm-hmm. Like this is a terrible situation. And so that very same feeling th- that I relate wholeheartedly to David cuz David his friend's dead. He's cursed essentially and the only comfort that he has at this point is um, you know he's with a pretty lady that he really likes and bonds with really well and she's great. But at the same time you're still in London. You're not even in your home co- you're not even in your home country. And it's, it's a, it's a, it's kind of a scary thought to think of like, you know, being in like a really bad situation, especially like that. And to like be in a completely foreign environment and not know what to do. And it's, it's, it's really scary.
0: I'm also just thinking about the comedic scenes, particularly after he wakes up from his first, you know, night as the wolf, he's in the
2: zoo <laughs> <laughs> And then, oh my God, and then just for our, for our own personal pleasure, uh, we started singing to Boobafoo. <laughs> Chris and Martin saw something strange. <laughs> What's the animal today? David! <laughs> <laughs> who could it be?
0: This animal who I could see. Let me help solve this mystery. <laughs>
2: It's David. Oh <laughs> you just see him like, because like, 'cause they're in like the, the hut, and you just see David naked running in. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, but that's it's so funny because like he's just running around and he's st- he he steals the kids' uh balloons, and, and the kid goes <laughs> he steals the kids' and balloons, his, and the kid goes, "A naked American man stole my balloons."
2: What? <laughs> or like, I love the shot of like he just bolts past the people and he takes the coat.
0: Uh, but also when he's when when he's waiting and he's on uh, uh, and he's like getting transported he has like the jacket is at the the stop (laughs) he's he's
2: sitting there and the guy's just staring at him and he's like just wearing a coat (laughs) it's just
0: really awkward but it's so great uh but yeah there's so many great like again just extreme comedy but also just extreme horror Uh, in a weird way it balances out but it's still it's so still like off-putting in the best possible way
2: oh for sure like even just the fact that the movie ends like on a sort of tragic note like this whole time we're like laughing and we're like sort of being uncomfortable and then like he dies credits
0: (laughs) no but no he dies and then bang bang moon
2: It's oh my god it's sort of like a perfect representation of what this movie is. Like you have this really horrific tragic scene of like Jenny Agutter crying because David's dead and you know everyone learning that werewolves are real and then <laughs> blue moon. <laughs> It's so strange, yeah.
0: But this is a good... It's kind of a loose Wolfman remake in a lot of ways. I think it shares mm. a lot of DNA, of course. I mean, John Landis, was, of course, was probably a monster kid. And Rick Baker was, of course, a monster kid. Mm-hmm.
2: And they reference Wolfman a lot in this movie. They do.
0: Yes, they do. Directly.
2: They literally... And they have to emphasize Universal Studios. Because why? Because Universal Studios owns <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> it, i love that um but you know i think it, it, it does a good job at like obviously with the technology you know you're able to you know update the transformation stuff but also i think give gives some dimension to 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 your protagonist um you know and like raise the stakes in an appropriate way for for the movie but also just you know I just think it's a great movie. <laughs> it's a it's, great it's, movie.
2: You no, know, it really is. Like, it's, I think both of these movies, like you were talking about with Wolfman, I think both of these movies, for different reasons, are like the quintessential like werewolf movies. Like if you're going to look at what you want to do with a werewolf story, which we don't get, I mean, we, we sort of kind of got werewolf stories at a point, like when vampires got popular because of Twilight, and then they sort of like shoehorned werewolves into that popularity a little bit, but like werewolves never really, I think, got a. Point to shine and like we didn't really get to get a lot of great werewolf material over the years right i think the closest thing i could think of to like the last great werewolf thing i've seen is um josh hartnett and penny dreadful who plays lawrence talbot right spoiler alert because he's actually not like because it's you find out in season three he's lawrence talbot but he's basically a werewolf <laughs> yeah but that was a really like i like that's i like a, how they handled show, it the in that yeah it's a great show honestly but it would be i would be curious to see what the next like evolution of the werewolf story would be. i mean i can't really think of what it would be if i'm being honest cuz it's it's i would say it's arguably hard to to like top or do better cuz like obviously the next step would for many it was probably like cgi in like sort of portraying it that way um like you know i think of like the wolfman remake and how like a lot of the scenes in that are like obviously cgi enhancing And like having Benicio del Toro transform that way, so that's the only like logical thing. But at the same time, it's like I still feel like we haven't gotten to that point where we can really, like, evolve with like that story. I don't know, but I feel like it'd be I'd be curious to see what a new werewolf thing. I would like to get some sort of new werewolf thing. I just I just don't feel like I know we've gotten a lot of it, but I just can't think of.
0: I I think it's a good thing that we don't know what we want because it's like. We, we know what, like, the really top-shelf good stuff yes. is. Like, the Wolfman and American Werewolf. Now they're expect- our expectations are just create a new, like, compelling werewolf story for the 21st century. Yes. You know, I want to see what that's like. But also, I just want to point out how weird this is. So I said this was the 80th anniversary. This year is the 80th anniversary of the Wolfman. And it's also, it's also the 40th anniversary of American Werewolf. And it was actually a couple of weeks ago. I remember Edgar Wright's tweet about it. It was kind of funny. And... What's kind of funny about that is, like, the Wolfman was, like, 40 years old when American Werewolf in London came out. I know that that's how time works, but it's just kind of... It's kind of wild.
2: It makes you feel a certain way. It's wild, but it also just, like... uh, Granted, neither of us were alive when either of these movies came out, but it still makes you feel a certain way.
0: But it's just weird to think, to say to myself, my dad watched this, like, 40 years ago.
2: (laughs) (laughs) the same with my dad honestly like my dad um uh, i should apologize to my father real quick because he when we were watching these movies yesterday he came in and he's like can i sit and watch and i said no (laughs) 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 sorry dad (laughs) yeah it is what it is it happened so i'm sorry (laughs)
0: <laughs> um, but guys, what are some of your favorite werewolf movies? Um, what are some of your favorite universal monster movies? What are some of your favorite, like, 80s body horror movies? What are your favorite works of Rick Baker? Um, you know, just let us know. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And, um, yeah, for the rest of this month, we're going to be talking about spooky movies, scary movies, and anything that falls in between.
2: Spooky season. <sighs>
0: that about wraps it up check us out next week
2: have a good night everyone thank you all for listening to two dudes one double feature please follow us on instagram facebook and twitter special shout out as always to john and kenny armstrong thank you so much for everything you've done this week including the amazing work on this radio drama thank you guys i hope you guys are enjoying it as well And of course, a hint to next week's double feature, we have a very special guest, and with him, we will discuss the amazing work of a horror icon, a man who scared us in our dreams and asked us the fateful question, what's your favorite scary movie? Stay tuned. You know I'm going to drink your blood ha <laughs> ha.